Warning! This program will contain massive spoilers and profanity for absolutely everything we discuss. Consider yourself warned. Handling my anger. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chilling Amongst the Mangoes, the stickiest review show on the internet. We're about to get very sticky with anger because we're <laughs> reviewing Elysium. Also known as subtext is for cowards. Um, I'm Gage Topolsky. I'm CJ Welker. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, so Elysium was the second uh, major motion pr- picture from Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp. Uh, do you have the IMDb stuff up? I do. Yeah. Uh, directed and written by Neil Blomkamp, uh, starring Matt Damon, Jodie Foster, Charlotte Copley, uh, Diego Luna, Alice Braga, uh, William Fitchner, and uh, Wagner Mora. So this was this movie came out in twenty. 20- Four, 13. 13. Just... It, this does not make it into the 2014 was a terrible year for movies. Okay. Uh, but that was how many years after? Four? District 9? District, District 9, 9 was, was 2009. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, everyone was expecting big things. Here's mm-hmm. this Canadian South... Uh, Canadian... Uh, South Af- African. South African um, film director... Uh, artist director who yeah, has who, who uh, made this insanely like prevalent like culturally relevant like yeah. uh, I don't even know what you call it. it's just good it's, it's just a good movie it's just good he did a good he did good he, he like district 9 was so good um and then well we learned, in our opinion in if, our opinion. if you ask Zeev, he has he didn't like the blood i i think he would have liked the movie he did, if it he wasn't... didn't like the the torture and the killing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look past that... Also bigger... set us into an uh, existential debate about <laughs> philosophy. Yeah. I'm, every time Zeev is on... Uh, almost every Almost time. every time. Almost every time. If we're not talking about philosophy, we're talking about... Um, How much we hate you. No. Well... <laughs> no. No. That That's part of the philosophy debate. <laughs> Um, no, if we're not talking about philosophy, we're talking about... No, I meant because um, every time he's on, you do a crime. I, I don't mean to. <laughs> um, what's his name? The cocaine dick guy. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. God damn it. Shit. Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. I wanted to say Earl something. <laughs> Ah, yes, Errol Flynn. Uh, the kind of chaotic energy I aspire to have while not on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly the man died happy, or at least on enough drugs that he thought he was happy. Anyway, hey, back to this hey, movie. Hey, that counts. That- <laughs> Happiness is all part of perception, my friend. Okay. So, Elysium, the public at large was... I remember when this movie came out, people were like, okay, it's not District 9. 
I could see what he was going for. Yeah, I see what he was going for, too. It's blatantly obvious and thrown in your face. Yeah, subtext is for cowards. Um, Subtlety is for cowards. Subtext is for cowards. Yeah, that was like... <laughs> like I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I, wa- I almost want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he did it on purpose, because I feel like some people could have seen District 9 and s- been like, yeah, that was a cool movie. Like, I don't fully get it. Yeah, I mean, and, that's, but this yeah. is a very hard pivot. Yeah, and it's hard to see how that would be done unintentionally. But at the same time, why would you go this hard in yeah. the other direction intentionally? Right. So it it's a once you start thinking about the logistics of why this movie is the way it is, I think it turns into a way bigger clusterfuck than the actual movie itself. Yeah. The year is 20... Oh, did you go through the... the I didn't, no. Okay, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, I did go you through did. the list. It, just <sighs> The year yeah. is 2154. The entire planet looks like a cartel-controlled Mexico with robots. Uh, it is vastly overpopulated, and uh, to avoid the stink of the, popu- the pores, all the rich people decided to leave the planet and live on a giant space station in orbit. It's called Elysium. God. Yeah, they made a uh, they made a halo ring in the shape of a uh, uh, spokes on a tire. It's a fantastical a place where everyone owns a mansion. Uh, it's uh, it's Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is in LA. They're in fucking Malibu. We see two kids grow up together in an orphanage. Uh, Max promises Frey that he'll take her up to Elysium one day. Uh, everyone we see on Earth is typically Mexican. Uh, of d- Mexican descent and speaks Spanish and English. And then there's Matt Damon. And Matt Damon. Uh, we cut to the future. Uh, we meet the adult uh, Max, Matt Damon. Uh, bald and I don't like it. Yeah, he he looks weird. Bald. like it- He's got such great hair. Yeah. And they deprived me of the Damon hair. Yeah. I want to see a hairy Damon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying... <laughs> I'm sorry. I I purposefully said it that way and then immediately wanted to move past it. This is fully on me. I need to recover. You need to stop talking. Just until I recover. Oh, I'm seeing those like white dots. Oh my god. See... What's funny, those white dots are the reason that I had to get glasses again instead of wearing contacts. Because when I got, like, when I got to the point of seeing the white dots, my contacts would fully just, like, go to the sides of my eyes. Oh. So, and literally the only time it was an issue was when we were playing D&D. Oh. So I'd start laughing while we are playing D&D, and all of a sudden, I can't read my notes. Oh my god. Like... Do you know what those white dots are? No, what are they? They're white blood cells. Are they really? Yeah, there's, um... So typically, like when you when you laugh or like when you keel over or something, um, like some like if the pressure of your eyeball of mm-hmm. the blood to your eyeball goes down a little, it, your body will increase the blood pressure. Is that why I can see better after I sneeze? Other than the fact that my contacts fly out of my face. Yes. Because no, like so, yeah. I'm not kidding. I no, sneeze I've, I've, and there's so much. Pre- You've seen it. Yes. Where a contact just goes bloop and just lands like. <laughs> A foot away from me on the table. Yeah. Now the uh, like the the little veins in your eye, yeah. they're so thin that only a few blood uh, cells Got can it. go through. Huh. But because they move kind of slowly. Oh my god! Our eyes are microscopes. Yeah. 
Kinda. I mean, if you can see white blood cells. They're lenses. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Got that fucking macro lens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that always th- I always thought was cool. The more like, you so, know. Yeah. Also, if anybody here is like a doctor or what optometrist, uh, just leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> just um, just fully let it go. But basically, the reason you can see them sometimes is mm-hmm. because like your brain just tunes them out when they're going their normal speed. Yeah. But if the heart rate goes up, um, or like there's a change in the blood pressure, uh, that's when you see them more often. Are you trying to? In- you're 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 actively trying to increase your blood pressure to yep, see. Yep, they're them? right there. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. Our bodies are awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, give me one second. No, his- constipation, constipation, constipation. <laughs> White blood cells. All also, right. I'm an angry enough person where you can just you can just will it. I can just will the stress into my body. <laughs> So, get to the future, uh, Max, adult, Matt Damon, um, he goes to work, and we see some of the robots that are hassling the locals, they scan each and every one for criminal history, which Max has, he cracks a joke and then gets beaten up, and we see that the LAPD hasn't changed in 131 years. Even changing, you know, the species of cop. Yeah. Well, it's still a cop. Um... (laughs) We, yeah, but ro- ro- robots aren't programmed with small PP syndrome. I, these ones are. I mean, these ones are. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> but like, it's not inherent to mm-hmm. them. Uh, we see in a overrun hospital where Freya is working, uh, and she runs into Max, who is getting his arm checked after being broken. Uh, by the I will say, she's the only one on Earth who looks like they shower consistently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only one consistently throughout the movie. Every single scene, she looks like, okay, yeah, she showered this morning. Everybody else looks like they shower with literal dog shit. (laughs) Uh, He tries to catch up with her, but she's far too busy. Uh, So he goes to work. Uh, and we see some late-stage capitalism warehouse factory that seemingly extends forever. I do like this shot. It's a nice... yeah. Like the camera pan. Um, I would like <clears throat> the shot if it didn't just give me existential dread deep down. Yeah, yeah. Of knowing that this is the future. Yeah. Uh, he goes to work and we see some late. Uh, sorry, I just said that. Um, this <laughs> I is- mean, it's also prevalent for the next thing that happens. Yeah. This is where he makes the robots that oppress him and everyone else. So fuck subtext. Do you get it? Do you get it, CJ? He's making. The yeah the weapons of his own destruction yeah <gasps> the architect of his own death yes yeah uh, I, I understand because the movie's not sure if you do uh, we then cut to a group of hackers and coyotes accepting payment for anyone who wants to leave the planet uh, a bunch of sick injured and uh, disabled people hop on to some transport shuttles shuttles which all look beaten up and stolen and they fly up to Elysium on the space station. We are introduced to Jodie Foster as defense secretary at a garden party. I completely forgot she was in this movie. Yeah. She's good in this. She's the only person in this. Yeah. Uh, And even that, but she's an awful person in this. Well, yeah. Yeah. Everyone on the Elysium, except Sorry, I just, I had to. It's fine. Uh, Everyone on- You're probably going to get mad at me for what I said. 
It's fine. Give me a second. I got. I just got to mute this so I don't hear the beeping. Yeah, we uh we got a message from Zeev about a uh uh, uh puzzle that he uh finished. We're gonna cut this out. Why should we cut the leave this in? I want to stay on. No, this. because I want to say because okay. I uh I really want him to do a puzzle of dogs playing poker. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. can hear the hatred in your voice. Kind of. Why are you Why are you helping him? Because he likes puzzles. Okay, he does like puzzles. All right, fine. Fine. And Dogs Playing Poker is a masterpiece. A, it is a masterpiece. Fine. Ha. I have it on record. Gage thinks <sighs> that Dogs Playing Poker is a masterpiece. Okay, carry on. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, on the space station, introduce Jody Foster. Uh, everyone on Elysium, except for the president, is the palest white, blonde, and speaks French and English. Ah, symbolism. Um, Except for the president that they're going to try to coup. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I know, yeah. but, like, she gets, like, the only person who's not white is the one that they're trying to do a coup. Yeah. I she guess. gets called in as the coyotes approach the station. Uh, they reach out to a sleeper agent on Earth who launches rockets at the incoming shuttle to blow them up. This makes zero fucking sex, sense. Yeah, the space shuttles that are f- they're, that they're they're flying, they're already out in space. I know we're in the future and all, but why the fuck he's using you, a bazooka? He's using a bazooka, launching these missiles from the ground. They're flying all the way up past this past the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, to like like we see on the terminal where the ships are in relation to Elysium and to Earth, and it's yeah. closer to way closer to Elysium than it is to Earth. Yeah. And that's before <laughs> Z found it. Okay. He found dogs playing poker. Good. Um, and it's just like... I'm just going to X out of Discord. I'm sorry. Um, but, like, the other thing... Okay, this, like, there's a lot of things that bother me with this movie. Elysium is too fucking close to the Earth. Yeah. For that to make any sense. Yeah. It is huge. I mean, they literally just made a halo ring and said, oh, yeah, if we have this halfway in between the Earth and the moon, it's fine. I guess they didn't even go into that. Like, if if they put it at, like, L1 or L2, sure, that makes some sense. But you wouldn't be able to, well, you might be able to see it depending on how big it was. Yeah. But still, Jesus. But broad daylight, no matter where you look, you see Elysium. Yeah. It's just like, huh. And there's just a big fucking, Wheel. like, it's literally just a rim. Yeah. Like the rim of a car that's just in space, and you just see it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the rockets... Two of the shuttles... Two of the shuttles... The bombs bursting How many many drinks is this? Um, This is the third, but the second one was a double IPA, so this is a fifth. Cool. Cool. I can be bad at this movie and you. Um, (coughs) Hey... This is the only way we're getting through this movie. True. Uh, two of the shuttles get blown up. But this the... is the only way we can make this entertaining to listen to. Okay. Two of the shuttles g- get blown up, but the last one ma- it makes it by turning just slightly to the left at the last minute. Um, As the guy who looks like he's from Mad Max yeah. <laughs> just banks it. Yeah. Uh, last shuttle lands safely and people aboard rush out. We see one mother bring her polio-ridden daughter into a random house and put her into the machine that fixes all ailments. Uh, we see another one of these machines from the very beginning, and this one is a different make and model, which implies and then is later confirmed that they have one of these miracle fi- fix everything machines in every house. 
uh, a bunch of people and a couple are killed. The little girl is saved. You know how some people say, oh yeah, the rich definitely already have a cure for cancer? No, they don't. No, I, yeah. but I'm saying like, this is like, yeah. this is like, this is like, oh yeah, the rich can just cure shit. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Oh yeah, the rich and powerful have a cure for cancer. What the fuck happened to, to Steve, Steve Jobs? Jobs? Exactly. Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> had this conversation with somebody like, uh, like a month ago. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, I'm not going to try to start shit, but. I just have to throw this out there real quick. The guy who created one of the two giant computer companies decided to go with crystals for uh, his cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean... More or less. Uh, Little girl is saved, but then is immediately captured by the robocops. All the illegals are rounded up to go wait in cages until spaceships can bring them back to Earth. Unfortunately, the subtext is for cowards thing doesn't actually work here because kids in cages uh, awaiting deportation is something that happens in like five years after this movie came out. So it was kind of happening at that time. too. Yeah, not well known yet. I Um, swear to God, man, kids in cages is just a theme. It's it's the new it's no, it's it's just the new it's the new it's the new go to look how shitty this person is. He has put kids in cages. Yeah. Look at Trump. Look at, uh, what's his name? From I, do the... I have to? <laughs> no, you don't. Thank God. Uh, I'd rather not. Look at these people. Like, hey, look, this guy is I'd clearly rather, a I'd, bad person. I'd rather he just puts follow kids da- in cages. I'd rather just follow Dark Brandon on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the other one. Sorry. No, yeah. no. Because Dark Brandon is Joe Biden just getting sassy as fuck, and uh, I love it. Yeah. Max goes... Uh, to work the next day, and after wheeling some robot chassis into the radiation oven... Yeah, what? Why? No, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Uh, he notices that there's an error with the door. Before we get to the... The inside- error with the door is a pallet that's stuck. Before we get to the inciting incident, we need to discuss how stupid it is to have a radioactive oven. What could possibly be done to any material... By blasting with it with ionizing radiation. It's called ionizing radiation because that's what it does. It ionizes atoms. It fucks up molecules. Rips up DNA. It weakens any material blasted with it. Uh, and but beyond the trying sa- to weaken the LAPD, it's obvious. But beyond the safety risks, what com- like, what, I mean, this company clearly doesn't care about... Uh, this but why would they have what, what purpose does it serve you can't ra- there's no such thing as radiation hardening no you can take the strongest material on earth blast it with enough radiation and it will fall to dust in your hand yeah so are we supposed to believe that you're you found technology where you can irradiate something and have it stronger but you don't explicitly talk about how that was a huge breakthrough yeah like that the, this is this makes no sense. It would make more sense if it was an incinerator and they were melting these uh, decommissioned bots for scrap metal. Yeah, but but they're not right. Because I so, feel like on my first viewing of this, I thought that they were incinerators, mm. and then he went in and then he got irradiated, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no, they're like heat, tr- like d- they're trying to temper robots with radiation. <laughs> also, uh. 
So the boss tells him to go in and fix it, so he does, and immediately gets blasted by cancer. For some reason, the radioactive oven doesn't have an e-stop. No. It's just like, dude, I... What's weird my... is that there's a big red button right the fuck next to the button that he's pressing to close the door. Yeah. They never press it. Yeah. Like, shit, man, I... I they just start banging on the door. I have... Uh, our CMM, a computer measuring machine, has an e-stop. Yeah, it's it, it is the slow you you move it around and it's just it's it's an e stop. You put them on anything. Yeah, they're there for emergencies. God, I'd love to have an e stop on my soldering iron. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. The have you ever dropped a soldering iron on your bare foot because you're soldering something in your parents' basement because you're 13? No, I wear uh, safety boots. I was 13 in my own parents' basement. Okay. And I dropped a soldering iron on my bare foot. That does not feel good. No, it doesn't. So now, and of course, I I have decent experience soldering, but now at work, I'm like the guy to go to. It's like, hey, we need something soldered. (laughs) And every time I'm like, okay, got to make sure. Yep, shoes are on. Leaning forward (laughs) as much as possible. So if something drops, it doesn't roll away. Oh, no, I still drop molten solder on my jeans literally literally if i was not wearing pants my crotch would be burned sir do you at least have a spray bottle to like spray down oh, by air- the time it hits my jeans it's already solidified okay it's still fucking hot but it's solidified all right fine anyway all right I, it's not that hot by the time it hits my jeans i can peel it off with my fingers and okay. not get burned yeah so. no that's fair it solder it cools does it does incredibly quickly yeah you're, you're right um so, after the cooking process is done, they send a robot in to drag him out. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm very clumsy as a human being. I can, Yeah, we know. I know. <laughs> uh, he has a flashback to when he was a little kid where the nun gives him a locket with a picture of Earth in it and says... Never forget where you came from. Yeah. Uh, he wakes up, is informed that he has cancer, will die in five days, and is fired. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> Welcome to America! Yeah. Now, to be certain... The American dream. Come and get it. Here's another thing that bugs me. There's a lot of things that bug me. This is one of them. He, the robot says he has five days to live. Solid ticking clock. That's fine. Ultimately pointless, as everything that happens in the rest of this movie will take place over the course of the next two days. Yep. So, what good was the five days, then? They were trying to do overkill. I guess. They were trying to do... <laughs> On the space station, Jodie Foster is killing it as... I don't know. Qu- maybe he wanted an extra couple days to fuck around on Elysium. The... I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I don't ultimately, know. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. On the space station, Jodie Foster is killing it as queen bitch, explaining to the president, who is presently reviewing her actions to use a known psychopath to con- carry out class- clandestine operations... And her general strategy of just for you. killing civilians. No, that was that was a big sentence for me. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, she uses "think of the children" as an as a reason for killing a bunch of people. Not the first, not the last. Uh, the president <laughs> is clearly sick of dealing with her shit, and he tells her that uh, if she you fuck up even one more time, you will be out, and if, and then immediately uh, terminates the sleep... Well, it doesn't terminate. Disowns the sleeper agent uh, mm-hmm. who will be grounded and is stuck down there. Yeah, uh, Kruger. Kruger. 
Max goes home and is uh, rescued from collapsing by uh, one of his neighbors who looks after him for a little bit. Uh, it turns out Frey has a daughter uh, who suffers from in- intermediate seizures. Uh, due to l- leukemia. Oh, leukemia. Okay. She has leukemia. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, acute leukemia. I don't think they ever specify like a stage or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, who is being discharged from the hospital uh, because there's no uh, they space. Need the space. Uh, so now we have our main character and a side character that can only be saved by Elysium. You only needed the one. Storytelling wise. Yeah. Like they they added something like it's fine, mm-hmm. but like this movie is well from I will, a narrative. I'm, okay. I'm actually gonna stop you right there and I'm gonna give a little bit of credit to the movie. Okay. Maybe not to the movie, but to the writing of the character of Max. Okay. He was already going, uh, like sold on. He is getting to Elysium to fix himself. Right. He is also learning via uh, Frey's daughter, uh, Matilda. I think is I think her so. name. I don't remember. Uh, that being selfless is also okay, even in desperate times. Okay. I, I think it is a decent character development for him to start caring about more than just himself. Okay. But at the same time, from a story perspective, you are right. There really only needs to be one. Right. I I don't know. It, it, it's weird. The, 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 his motivation at the start is he needs to get there to save himself. Yeah. But then he decides, you know what? Actually, no, he doesn't decide it because yeah. he they get forced onto the same plane. No, he he decides to bargain. Right, he decides to bargain. Right, no, I'm remembering. Okay, never mind. I take it all completely <laughs> back. He decides to bargain, and he gets on the the fucking uh, uh, ship, and they're already there because they've been kept. Never mind. Fuck this movie. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, <laughs> Neil! What the hell, man? So yeah, no. So from from a plotting uh, perspective, this is already like a very busy movie of things happening. So th- that was just another thing. Jesus Christ. Um, what the the neighbor? What the actual fuck is this? <laughs> you talked yourself into hating it more. I'm so proud. Um, no, because yeah. Now we'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I, we're gonna get through it with you, CJ. Wait. So his character arc is absolutely nothing. Yeah. The neighbor brings Max to a club, uh, which is where the coyote uh, spider is set up at. Uh, oh, you mean the guy whose uh, audio never actually syncs up with his Yeah, mouth? that fucking bugged me. Like, I just, I stopped looking at the screen when he came on. Just, I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened. No. Someone, they messed- had to dub over, I'm pretty sure, every single word that he spoke. And then, why? Oh my god. I'm assuming he couldn't sell the lines in oh person. And then they had, I'm assuming, somebody else. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm willing to put some money on what I'm guessing happened because he was always limping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like breathing heavily and yeah. it was messing up the lines. Maybe, but even when he was sitting still, his voice didn't line up. Yeah, like there was no. <laughs> I think there was one time where the voice almost synced up with the lips. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that that was not his voice. Maybe not. You want to do some research while you're through this? No, because I ultimately don't give a fuck. 
Okay. I just want to point out the stupid and then yeah. be a Fox News reporter and not do the research. Good for you. <laughs> uh, after a first... Uh... Hello, I'm Laura Ingram. <laughs> After a rough first confrontation with Spider, um, Spider recognizes true uh, desperation and believes him when he says that he's dying. So Spider offers Max a job that uh, not a single one of his other guys are willing to do. Uh, The job is to hijack the data out of a billionaire's mind by kidnapping him and jacking uh, into his... Sorry, I hit. I had a jacking what? And jacking into his core system. Uh, there they can oh, you find can all. Jack my system any day. There they can find all the passwords and routing numbers and all, and use that to steal from him. After that, he'll send Max up to Elysium. Uh, Spider does recognize that Max is literally falling apart, so he decides to give him a third generation exosuit, which connects directly to his nervous system. I, uh, here's the thing. Here's where Neil Blomkamp shines in, like, the practical mm-hmm. and digital like, yes. effects. This movie is shot and, like, uh, Ed- edited. edited. Yeah. Well, okay, there's, like, a few places where it's like, eh, but... Uh, action sequences are not Blomkamp's strong suits, and oh. the action sequences did not have the best editing. I liked the action sequences. In this. The action sequences were good. Mm. There were a couple instances where I was going to get into this at the end, but I'll get into it now. There's a couple action sequences where it does that, like camera rotating on a track yes. around a guy as he's spinning around and like backhanding, which yeah. is a cool shot. But it's edited so it goes like halfway, and then it goes halfway. Uh, oh yeah, no, you uh, get the... the edits to another camera, and it just is a finish. Of, of the, the opposite like, follow direction. through, yeah, opposite direction, but there's no movement to the camera, right? No, so there's right. a couple weird editing and compositing, not compositing. There's a couple weird issues yeah. with that kind of uh, shot, but for the most part, looks very good. Yeah, and Neil Blomkamp does a very good job of uh, integrating his effects mm. into the world that he has created, whether it be through. Uh, CGI or practical effects. Right. Or a mixture of both. He does that very well. There's a couple of instances where the shots themselves are not the best because of the editing. Yeah. Though. That's fair. But all in all, the movie looks great. It does. It does. And that's something that Blomkamp is very good at, is yeah. making that making things feel real. So uh Exosuit gets uh <laughs> I love the Exosuit in this. Um, Max, uh, before he gets the ner- it plugged into his nervous system, mm-hmm. uh, he makes one more demand that the mark they go after is John Carlyle, the owner of the factory where he got his cancer. Yep. Um, Spider also confirms that all, this is where, that's where Spider confirms that all the houses have the miracle med bay powered by the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep bringing this up. So Space I can- magic. So I can go. So I can tear it apart later. Um, aboard Elysium, uh, Jodie Foster. I can never remember. I don't remember her character's name because it's just very angry. Jodie Foster. Sorry. Okay. All right. I almost fucked up right there. Uh, her name was Delacourt. Delacourt. Okay. But I almost said Demetrescu. <laughs> we know what your mind is at. So. <laughs> I just want to throw out there 
I figured it out, and I fucked up along the way, but I got there. I'm sorry, can you not see her playing a live action? I need you to stop. Step on me, Jane Fonda. Tony, what the fuck? No, it's it's specifically a joke. It's specifically referencing a very stupid (sighs) joke from Thor Love and Thunder. I'm sorry. Okay, it's fine. I watched it with my parents recently while I was over, and I've had the... Jodie Foster, Jane Fonda. Oh no, Jane Foster. Okay. Korg joke stuck in my head for a okay. while. So you know. Well, that killed my uh, funny. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that um, killed your funny. <laughs> what? No, it killed my laughing. That's fine. Uh, it was an <laughs> anti-joke. It worked. It um, killed my funny. So his Carlisle, uh, his company uh, originally built the space station back in the day, and Armadine. Armadine. Uh, she suggests his names are cool. She suggests, "Hey, let's do a coup." And he says, "Well, I could run a reboot sequence, and after the reboot is done, you could." Mo- most unrealistic thing in this movie: the yeah, CEO no. is competent at what the company does. He can code. Holy shit! Last time we had someone had a CEO who could code. They was... d- they died because crystals. Yeah, and the other one went on to make a somewhat que- to do a somewhat questionably uh, what's it called? The there's been some. Uh, I'm gonna fully wipe my hands and say I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck the other the other computer guy, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. The Gates Foundation has people have been looking into it and finding some weird things. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, Bill Gates is a weird dude anyway. Yeah, but at least he could code, <laughs> like like Carlisle. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Just strikes yeah. me weird that CEO is competent. Yeah, at what you know. Well, I'm assuming the company di- started off with? started off with like 150 years ago. Yeah, but then again, I guess if you have anti aging tech with the Miracle oh. Med Bays, yeah. which I think is insinuated but never explicitly stated, yeah, that it um, kind of makes sense. He says after reboot sequence, they could encode a new president. President, uh, they could also include. An I inc- love. I love that who the president is is just an if then statement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just <laughs> it is the short like, uh, that's 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 just the Russians meddling with the election right <laughs> just, uh, if president if vote equals Hillary then vote equals Donald <laughs> uh, uh, this is and the, somehow Hillary still won the popular vote this is the shortest uh, treason conversation in all of movie history I'm trying to think. I tried to think of a diff- of a shorter one or one. This is was- also the least argumentative. Yeah, the least like. Wait, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm running. I'm run- I'm doing a coup. Are you in? Yeah, sure. Okay. She did sell it by saying, "If you do this, your contract will be secured for the next two hundred years." Yeah. So I I will give him the benefit of the doubt for not putting up a fight. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll find a lot of other things in this movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll give the stu- I'll I'll give the uh, asshole CEO a pass. On the on Earth, Max goes under the knife in the sketchiest operating theater I've ever seen, other than maybe one of the Fallout games. 
Mm. It's close. It's a close. Was it sketchier than Tony Stark in Iron Man 1 with Yin Sin? Uh... I feel like caves are going to be just naturally a little bit more clean than a dirty operating theater. There were newspapers in the corner, man. Hmm. No, now I'm trying to think of something dirtier. I mean, I can think of something dirtier, yeah. but I can't think of something filthier. Yeah, no, like I think they had the, I think they had the dryness of the desert going for them. I think that helped a little bit. I think that this would be better than the self-surgery uh, Stark did to himself. Oh no, I'm not saying self-surgery. Oh, no, the, the one that Yinsen did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I realized yeah. that. Yeah. Um, God, that movie is good. It is. Uh, so Can we watch that instead. <laughs> Can we review that instead? <laughs> they put him under, uh, install an SD card plug in the back of his head, uh, bolt an Apple Mini just above it, <laughs> and then bolt the rest of the exosuit to his spine and bones. And I love the design of I the exosuit. It's metal as fuck. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's mostly like plates just bound, yeah. bound to his internal skeleton, each connected by but pneumatics. What I will say. One good thing that I will say about this movie mm. is that this movie is the reason that the Hacksmith on YouTube has a YouTube channel. Because mm. his like first big project that he did for YouTube was building an exoskeleton similar to this. Oh, cool. And lifting a DeLorean with it, <laughs> which he did. I highly recommend. I don't really give a shit about his channel anymore because he's barely on it. Mm. He's running the business. Okay. And everybody else is doing the projects. But like his old shit where it was just him is... Like YouTube gold, cool. It's actually dope. But uh, in this, in the office, uh, we see. I, I wrote this too. The most unbelievable thing in this movie. Uh, top executive writing code himself. Carlisle finishes writing the script. Uh, code right. for the reboot. See, in a realistic movie, the CEO would have gone to somebody said, "I need you to get this done for me right now." I'm going to stand over your shoulder. And the second it was done, they'd have, him. have security drag him away and you'd hear a gunshot in the distance. Yeah. Like, realistically, <laughs> that's what should have happened. Yeah. Uh, he protects it with... It's a, a little bit darker doing it that way. Yeah. Which I think also makes the villain a little bit more despicable. Yeah. He protects it with a lethal subroutine and then uploads it to his brain. Uh, Max joins Spider and the rest of his crew to start the heist. Uh, one of his guys gives Max a modified AK-47 with mid-air burst smart ammunition. Uh, guess what's going to be my favorite scene in the movie? Um, Car <laughs> favorite scene or favorite shot? Favorite shot. Sorry. Yeah, favorite shot. Uh, is there a favorite scene? I, okay. You don't have to say what it is. Do you have a favorite scene in this I movie? I think I do. Okay. I have it written down. Uh, Carlisle torches his computer, then heads to his transport shovel shuttle. Uh, they put expl an explosive round into the side of the ship uh, so that it will come uh, down where they want it to, outside the city in the flat area. Above, Jodie Foster is informed that Carlisle is in danger. Uh, and immediately calls the recently disowned sleeper agent, Kruger, to, to save him, but he's not a complete idiot. Kruger recognizes that she must be in pretty dire straits to uh, contact him uh, after he's been disowned. Uh, he identifies the situation he's in and says, if I do this, I want my old job back. Yeah, yeah, that's what you ask for. Yeah, no, he figures out later. He, he learned, like... No, I know, yeah. but still, like, really? you must... You must be truly desperate to come to me, full Loki thing. <laughs> yeah. And then it's all I want is my job back. Yeah. 
I don't know. Some people have a corporate mindset. It's weird. I mean, this guy's just... Uh, okay, I will... This guy, his entire thing is I want to be the sadistic bad guy yeah. in every situation. Yes. And I can't do that unless you give me my job back. Yeah. I can't do that without... Oh, yeah. he works for HR. There you go. Uh, he manages the resources of the humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck this movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so shuttle crashes out in the middle of a like flat deserty area. Uh, I... The effects, I like the effects here. The spaceship didn't quite look real when it was all prim and pristine and mm -hmm. new, but now that it's got some scuffs on it and d dust, it looks really real in the crash yeah. site. Uh, thieves reach the site, a droid hops out of the ship and opens fire, and uh, to take out one of the thieves, and, sorry, opens fire, Max gets his gun, finally... Uh, after one of the thieves is taken out, Max gets his gun unjammed, and the movie slides into some absolutely gorgeous slow motion as he squeezes off a few rounds. Each bullet <laughs> You, can, you can't say squeezes off a few in the context of an action sequence. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that the, that firing a gun isn't, isn't inherently no. sexual, CJ? Oh, fuck. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Firing a gun is innately sexual. Have you ever fired a gun? No, I haven't. Then how would you know? Because it... have you ever had sex? Yes. Oh, okay. That's actually news to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a lot of antidepressants, so I didn't feel. So it kind of sucked. <laughs> um. Shit. Yeah. 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 I'll do it. Anyway. Uh, so he f squeezes off a few rounds. Each bullet uh, explodes about five feet away from the robot. And it just peppers the robot with sh shrapnel. I do just want it on the record. I don't think firing a gun is sexual. You're holding a penis-shaped object. How is a penis shaped? It's long. It's tube-like. And when you pull, and when you touch it, something comes out of it. Okay, so I'm the one who makes incredibly sexual references, and yet you're the one who thinks that guns are sexual. Yes. They're innately sexual. Why do you think people with small penises drive big cars and have lots of guns? Well, they have guns because they think that they have rights. They also think they also are overcompensating. Yes, but I don't think that the trucks aren't inherently sexual. The guns aren't either. Both of them are. I don't believe so. Okay. The anyway. truck the trucks are making up are making up for a lack of status, uh -huh. and the guns are making up for Small perce penis. perceived authority. Mm -hmm. Both stemming from the small penis. I agree with that, but I don't think I I don't think that guns or firing a gun, especially, is inherently sexual. Okay, I do know people who fire guns and get hard, but that has nothing to do with this. I, that was fully a okay. joke. Okay, all right, cool. That was fully a fucking joke, all Gage. Right. All right, it's hard to tell sometimes. I, I get that. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I do know a lot of conservatives. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I love the CGI work here of, like, the robot getting, bla like, getting ripped apart by the shrapnel from the, from the bullets. Mm -hmm. So cool. Um, I think that's my favorite Actually, you know what? I think this this thing. I let me let me. We'll get to it later. Uh, so the gorgeous CGI. They then use this like insta laser thing 
uh, they like cycle through a couple different shapes. Yeah. Uh, and then spontaneously cut a hole in the side of the shuttle. I was like, that's weird. Uh, the CEO recognizes Max as being that guy from the accident. Uh, and another robot jumps out of the ship. Um, the thief with the minigun opens fire, mostly missing, but does manage to shoot the CEO uh, once uh, directly in the chest. Uh, Max and robot, uh, Max and the robot have a no-holds-bar-slash-brawl uh, fist fight, mm-hmm. uh, which finishes with Max, like, suplexing the robot and ripping its head off. Yep. And it's great. I love that fight scene. It that is fight great. Scene. Uh, the team starts downloading. This entire sequence here is probably my favorite scene. I think so, too. Yeah. It's the only thing that seemed like it was done with any kind of class. Yeah. Like any was, kind of, like, it, effort. It felt, fo- like, the folk, it was very yeah. focused. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's very good. Uh. Everything else is just so eh. jumbled and meh. Yeah. Uh, team downloads the, starts downloading from the CEO uh, just as the mercenaries are making their way to the crash site. Uh, they finish the download. Uh, Max gets a massive migraine as the security kill switch is activated. One of the thieves gets blown up by these small, like, smart bombs. They're like these tiny little, um, launched by the mercenaries. They're just these, these tiny little, uh, I forget what they look like. They were like... They look like what are those ninja stars? Is that what shurikens? Shurikens. They like sh- shurikens with. Bombs. I mean, you could also say ninja stars. Yeah, it's um, the American way to. St- yeah, uh, the. I thought you were. I for a second it took me a minute. I thought you were talking about their uh, flying drones that look like Roombas. I will get into those. <laughs> um. So uh, then the car. Uh, Max gets into the car and starts driving off. Uh, the car is hit by some light missiles. Uh, which explode the car, but don't actually explode it. I don't get it. I don't get it. it. It's clearly a missile. It's like, it's the size of a guy's torso jammed into the front of the car, and then it explodes, but instead it pushes down on the car to make it flip instead of exploding. Yeah. Whatever. Was it a pressurized air canister? That would also ex- Okay, Maybe. But the, no, you'd have to pressurize the air going out. And why, like, why did it I need to... I don't know! It doesn't matter. I don't know, Gage. Kruger jumps from the vehicle. I'm uh, trying to be nice. <laughs> it's so hard sometimes. While his guys shoot down one of the last of the thieves, Kruger himself approaches the slightly exploded Honda Civic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stabs... Yeah, Mag- there was also a GMC Sierra. Yeah. Or, no, sorry. Not a Sierra. Jimmy. Yep. It was a GMC Jimmy that was uh, 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 heavily modified to look Mad Maxi. Uh, he stabs Max in the stomach with a combat knife, pulls out a katana, but is momentarily inconvenienced by Max's neighbor, who immediately gets stabbed through the heart. Uh, this gives Max uh, enough time to get his gun reloaded. And he opens fire on the mercenary as Kruger opens up, like, a personal, like, energy shield. Yep. It looks like it's from the video game Halo. It does. And he gets knocked back on the ground. Which, I mean, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because Blomkamp did do some work with Bungie. Yeah. Yeah, and that that, that short uh, ODST thing that he did, that's amazing. Oh, was that him? That was him. I didn't know that. That was his first, like, 
major name project. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Interesting. He's knocked back on the ground. Uh, the neighbor is very dead, but despite this, he does blink in his unblinking death stare. Yeah. Yeah. He's D-E-E- He's D-E-D dead. <laughs> or, I mean, dead. he still blinked. He's uh, dead light. Dead light. <laughs> it's like, it's, just the like beta the, it's the beta test for being dead. Just like those missiles. Um, the military jet lands- Are we calling out Diego Luna for uh, blinking during a death scene? Sure, why not? Diego Luna, you fucking blanks, man. <laughs> We're coming for you. Never gonna live it down. Like, I, I don't care how good Andor I, was. I get sand is going everywhere, but like you can fix that in post. You can fix that in post. Okay, sorry, Diego. It wasn't your fault. It was the editors. Yeah. Um, I love you, Diego. <sighs> Please have my babies. Military jet lands. Kruger recovers himself. Max runs off. Uh, the CEO is now dead, and Jodie Foster order, orders her agents to apprehend him, but make sure to leave the brain intact so they can recover the data. She's not done with her coup yet. Little thing, uh, military jet that he's on is has the South American flag. We'll call back to his home. Yep. Um, Max makes it to a crowded street, scoots and scoots around uh, along, trying to make sure he doesn't bleed out with a knife wound. Uh, behind him, the jet is just, just hovering. Just a flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah, in his stomach. Uh, behind him, Jed is hovering, scanning people in the crowd. Old woman, like, acknowledges, acknowledges him and then points for him to hide under a cart filled with pigs. Fine. Uh, they lose track, but one of the military guys tells Kruger that he was able to pick up some of the residual data during the download. How the fuck does that work? They had a f they had a wired connection. Yeah, I don't know. And man. now they know exactly what Jodie Foster is up to. Uh, he launches a couple of drones, which look like frying Roombas. Like, they're, they're just, they're just oversized. They're, they're Roombas that were flipped upside down and a couple of computer fans were strapped to them. It's, it, it's, it's what the modern, uh, witch flies instead of the broom. Like, that's, that's what it, they look like. God, uh, I'm trying to, do they, okay. <laughs> do they use one on each foot? Or do they just have one that they, like, sit on? I have seen it done in, stand on. It's a lot, you look a lot more menacing standing on a Roomba. Okay, so um, is, it I've sit, is it standing on the single Roomba or one for each foot? Everywhere I've seen them do witches standing on Roombas, because this is a trope. This has happened a Is it times. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this great anime called Little Witch Academia, and one of the uh, pseudo bad guys uh, makes magic technology, and she flies around <laughs> on uh, Roombas. I'm sorry, a witch flying around. Like, I know we're, we've been talking about it for a minute now. It just hit me how fucking bizarre that is. <laughs> Also, I've seen a couple it's, artists. It's almost it's almost as funny as Hocus Pocus when the one witch uses a vacuum cleaner. Because <laughs> that shit is dope. Yeah. I have, uh, there's also an artist that I've seen that draws, like, witches during every day, like, just kind of mm -hmm. hanging out. And there's one with two witches on broomsticks, and one's just, like, standing with her hands in her pockets writing a Roomba. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's adorable. No, I need to know, is it usually just one Roomba? It's usually just one Roomba. Okay, I feel like it's a infinitely cooler if you have one on each foot, but like hoverboard style. You only have one broom. So it would be like okay, no, actually riding two brooms like skiing. Yeah, is pretty cool too. And then and then it's more like snowboarding when they're Roombas. <laughs> yeah, uh, Roomboarding. <laughs> Anywho, um, they lose track. Uh, 
So a no-fly order is given for the entire city of L.A. Yeah, this is this has no actual relevance to the plot of the movie. Yeah. Um, Max tries to go to the hospital, but collapses in the road before he can go there. Uh, we are reminded that Frey's daughter is getting discharged, and then Frey finds Max in the street. After she learns that he can't go into the hospital or else he'll get caught, she brings him to her place, patches him up, and below... Uh, and below the stab wound, she sees a tattoo that says F plus M with a circle above it. It's what he, as a little kid, wrote on the back of her hand as a promise that he'd bring her to Elysium. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning... was Frey and Max forever. <laughs> next morning, Max is introduced to Frey's daughter. Uh, Frey begs him to just to bring her daughter up to the station and get uh, her cured of her late-stage leukemia. He leaves because it's too dangerous for him to be here. The daughter starts telling the um, empathy story parable. It's again, it's so like parables aren't written heavy handedly. Yeah, like the fucking. The frog. The. (laughs) Comedy comes in threes, Uh... motherfucker! Like the the scorpion writing on the back of the uh, frog is is less is more subtle than the story she tries to tell. Um, she tells this parable uh, of about the meerkat who sucked at everything. Yeah, he apologizes, leaves, and is immediately like immediately spotted by one of the Roombas. There's only six of these in the entire city, and it's just like there. Uh, and the mercenaries go after him. Except they don't go after him, because uh, he takes out the uh, Roomba with a rock. Really yep. good defenses there uh, for uh, military-equipped hardware. Yep. Yeah. No, they're, they're Roombas. They're Roombas. They're Roombas with a 120-millimeter computer fan strapped to the bottom. <laughs> That's all they fucking are, my uh, dude. Um, the the mercenaries go after Frey. Uh and they interrogate Frey a little bit and menace her, and, and there's some rapey there's some rapey implications. I forgot how rapey Charlotte Copley's character of Kruger was. I like it. It's a good decision the, in the writing because the like thing. he was too much fun earlier on. Yeah, here's the thing. If you want to, the make- first time I saw this movie was like 2014, mm-hmm. and shit hadn't gone completely sideways at that point. Mm. So I was like, this isn't terrible. <laughs> and now I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, no, dude, you need to be institutionalized. Yeah. Golden rule of screenwriting. If you find it, yourself writing a bad guy who's just a little bit too likable, just make him a rapist. First time I ever saw. Okay, I'm the- taking notes for D&D. <laughs> <laughs> First time I ever saw that was in uh, the show Firefly where there's a bounty hunter on them, and, like, around the time where I'm like, I like this guy. He says something really rapey. And it's like, oh, fuck him! Um, and, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's shorthand. Sometimes it can work if the character's well-written. This case, If Kruger you have a not. bad guy who's obviously a bad guy up front, and he's too fun, I agree with you. Yes. If you have a bad guy who's actually only secretly a bad guy, and there's a betrayal yeah. thing to it, do not do this oh, because yeah. it goes to way too far yeah. in that direction. Yeah. And there's no redemption from acting creepy. <laughs> no. No, there is not. No. Um, no. Also, if you have a character that's written after, uh, like, 2015, 2016, 
please don't make them rapey. It just reminds us too much of like real life people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like, don't do this. Yeah, just don't. Or if you do, kill them. Correct. Kill and correct. Yeah. Kill kill them correct and kill them dead. Yeah. And brutally. Um, it's called fiction for a reason. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, he is distracted by Escape one from reality. <laughs> so uh. After they interrogate her, they kidnap her and her daughter. Max returns to Spider. Spider tells him that they shut down the sky. No one's getting up there. Uh, it's... So he fully just leaves. Yeah. No, he says, Max, you, your brain is worth a lot. I. This is a reboot code. He tries to explain to Max, you can make everyone on the planet uh, a citizen of Elysium and potentially save everyone. Max is like, fuck them. I w- I'm carrying about myself right now. Fuck. Fuck them, I want to get mine. Yeah. Uh, So he just worries about himself, so he goes, uh, he decides, I'm going to use this as a bargaining chip to save my own life. Uh, Spider puts a super obvious tracking device on his back before he goes. Yep. Uh, Aboard the military chopper, Kruger is acting, again, rapey, but luckily he is distracted by one of his guys informing him that Max is purposely trying to get their attention. Uh, They go pick him up, Max walks directly up to the ship holding a grenade and threatening to blow himself up unless he gets medical attention. Uh, Kruger cowardly... <laughs> now, now it's just a very poorly veiled attempt at talking about American uh, health care. Yeah. We'll get to that. We have a paragraph or so. Kruger cordially <laughs> invites him onto the ship where Max sees that Frey and her daughter are there too. No fly zone is canceled. He's brought up to Elysium. Spider, keeping an axe, keeping his eyes on Max via the tracking beacon, sees that he's about uh, to do and gets a crew of his men together to head up to chase after him. Ship hits turbulence in the uh, atmosphere on Elysium. Krieger decides now is a good time to wrestle the grenade away from Max. This goes as poorly as you can imagine, and the ship begins to corkscrew down into the surface. The grenade is let go, and when it explodes, it takes off all of Kruger's face. But leaves his brain miraculously intact. Yeah. Surface. <laughs> it's a surface wound grenade. It's a flesh wound. Just like everything else, it only hits the surface. Uh, so, ship crashes in a courtyard, and Jodie Foster orders everyone in that vehicle be arrested immediately. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Who's the worst, worst person in this case? The absolute sociopath that is Kruger? Or the two guys that just blindly follow him? Um, I was just following orders is never a good reason. No. But the mastermind does get the more public execution. It's a toss-up. Yeah, I want, I don't want, like, historical. Okay, fine, it's Kruger. Kruger's the, yeah. I just, I wanted your opinion. Yeah. I wanted your opinion on that. Yeah. Um, Jody Foster tells- I mean, they're all fucked. Yeah. Foster tells the president that this is an act of war from the surface people, um, and that she is taking control. Max returns Frey, rescues Frey and her daughter, and then starts to fight with one of the other mercenaries. He gets tased, and Frey gets- Tate uh, tries to put her daughter in the miracle healing machine, but it doesn't work, and she gets tased too. In the core of the space station, Max is brought and plugged in so that Jodie Foster can get the data. Freya, Frey and her daughter are there too. 
I this that's going to be an ongoing thing. Frey and her daughter are there too. She's they're just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, the now faceless Kruger is being wielded down the hall. Just uh, wield, just not wielded. wielded. Just wield. Yeah. Spider and his men drop into Elysium with no resistance. Uh. Even though they're, they're on, like, busy, they're busy, they're busy during a red alert. They're busy. Everyone's still Please occupied. leave a message. Still, you'd think there'd be some kind of automated self robot system, but new. No, no, the robots only do what they're sp- explicitly told, right? Not what they're implicitly told. They track Max, unless it's that weird, like. Russian nesting doll looking motherfucker from parole officer from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> then he's just then yeah. the robots are just dicks. Yeah. They track Max to the station core, uh head over there as there are med techs preparing the data download. One of the mercenaries grabs Frey and her daughter and kind of just shoves them into a storage closet. Kruger Ooh, excuse me. Kruger is thrown into one of the Miracle Med Bays, and his face gets reconstructed, and the because C- his brain was fine, and the CGI on his face being is face being rebuilt is really fucking cool. But again, it just goes to show how ridiculously overpowered this technology is. The first thing that Kruger wants to know is where's the guy who blew up my face? Yeah, it's a uh, uh, Kruger. 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 Where was it? Was I say Krieger? Oh shoot! Sorry. It's fine. It's close enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just... there's no like he's a psychopath. He's he's a psychopath. We shouldn't remember his name. Yeah. Max suddenly finds the strength to fight against the med techs and takes them out. He also gets the information on where the girls went. Jodie Foster walks in on Kruger and tells him how much much he has fucked things up. He breaks the mirror, apologizes that he tore up some of the lawn, and then stabs her in the neck. He tells his mercenaries that Elysium is going to get a new president and throws her into the closet with the girls. Before he leaves, he says to Frey, I was going to heal your daughter, but now I will make sure she is never healed. It comes off so clunky and awkward, and the feels like the... Le- le- like, the last part was poorly ADR'd in. Yeah. It was weird. Mercenaries then carelessly... I mean, all of Spider was ADR'd in. Yeah. Uh, mercenary then carelessly goes around the security blowing building, yeeting grenades. Uh, Jodie Foster bleeds out and dies. I don't remember exactly what her last words were. I think it was something along the lines of acceptance of her situation. But she should have yelled... As, like, as Frey was about to help her, don't touch me, showing just how resentful and hateful yeah. of Earthlings she was to the last. Um, don't touch me, you're filthy! Yeah, just like that. I don't even remember what she said, because it was so inconsequential. I mean, John Carlyle earlier was, like, uh, to the shop foreman, was just like, don't breathe on me. Oh, yeah. Like, like that, made him cover his mouth. Yeah, that speaking. kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, Max runs through a monitoring room, sees Spider, who is there now, and tells him that he's, uh, down to save everybody now, um, in the armor. For, for some reason. For some reason. None, no one ever knows fully why. He's I just... think it's out of spite for Kruger? Krieger? Maybe. I don't know. Kruger. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, anyway, in the armory, But uh, saving humanity out of spite for one sociopath, like... Of his characterization so far? Does it not fit? I mean, not really. Mm. I don't know, man. He's kind of a selfish prick. Yeah. Yeah. 
In the armory, Kruger has equipped the most modern version of the exosuit uh, and takes his katana out and goes to hunt down Max. Uh, Max gets to the armory just in time to save uh, Frey uh, from the mercenary, uh, kills one of them, then a gun fight breaks out with the other, but Max pulls a handheld railgun assault rifle and just rips the dude to shreds. It's to shreds, you say? To shreds. It looks fucking awesome, but there's no goddamn way any space station would allow you to have a handheld railgun aboard it. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Whatever. The the people in this movie are idiots anyway. Um, so maybe that explains it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Max saves the girls, sends them up to the surface to find a med bay, and promises them that it will work this time. Then readies his uh, real gun and prepares to fight uh, Kruger. Kruger finds them, throws a ninja star at one of Spider's men, which explodes uh, if you pull it out. It explodes. The guy bursts into red mist, uh, as if a small explosion wouldn't also knock out everybody in a T-junction hallway that's maybe 20 feet in each direction. It's a live grenade. Live grenade. I know. Type, I know. Yeah. I'm saying, like, from uh, the movie writer's perspective. Meh. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, you know, all the it's living, not like there's concussive force or anything. Yeah. All the living get back back up. Max fires the assault rifle at Kruger. He brings up the shield again, buying himself a couple seconds. They make it like ten feet outside out of the door, and Max gets migraines again. Kruger. Power jumps over the two of him, two of them, Max and Spider, and not comprehending how data storage works in a brain, he threatens to take Max's head off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, if, if that is just a computer attached to the outside of the brain... Which is what it looks like, but yeah. whether or not that's what it's supposed to be. But what's the point of connecting it to your brain yeah. if you're not utilizing it? Um, yeah, if you need the head intact, then what? Yeah, A fight breaks out. Uh, Kruger's katana... Is the brain just supposed to be, like, the processor for the computer? I think so. That That's what I took from it. And the Apple Mini was like the was like the um, interface. See, I'm coming from it specifically because I like computers are literally like my job, right? If the brain brain can't function in binary, right? Uh, get rid of real life okay. logic as far as code goes. This movie certainly does. I mean, yeah. If the if you need the brain in order to process the data, mm-hmm. it sort of makes sense. But it's just storage. But it's just storage, in which case you should be able to rip that shit off and plug it in anywhere. It should have been a magic thumb, thumb drive. It was a magic thumb drive. They just decided to make it overly complicated. And bolt it to the outside. And bolt it to some dude's skull. <laughs> Uh, See, the thing is, I was going to come into this movie and be like, I mean, it's not bad for an action movie. And now I hate it. <laughs> and now I hate it, Gage. Yeah. Uh, fight breaks out. Kruger's katana I've gets... i talked myself into hating it. Good. Uh, Kruger's katana gets knocked over the edge of the bi- bridge. 
Uh, it's clear that this is supposed to be a big cl- a climatic fight, but the only thing I like about it is this one. I kind of liked this the spinning shot. No, I liked the spinning shot too, until yeah. it was ruined by a cut to a different shot yes. that didn't spin for the follow-through. Yeah. It's a f- that, that's, mo- that's specifically what I'm talking about. Yeah. What I was talking about when I said that. Because it just fully ruins what is otherwise a dope-ass cinematic action sequence. Yeah. Granted, there is some other editing in the fights that is a little wonky, but isn't as egregious as this. Right. But the problem that I have with I'm this fine fight... with a little bit of wonk. I'm not fine with, like, specifically... Uh, like, I'm not... F- I don't like that. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> Words um, are hard for me. But... Like, this, it could be a cool fight, but it is just two robotically enhanced dudes beating the shit out of each other. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's fine. It's it's fine. Max is able to get the upper hand on Kruger when he pulls the computer out from the back of uh, Kruger's head, which controls the exosuit. Uh, Kruger, not wanting to play fair, pulls a pin of a grenade... Uh, carabiners himself to Max. And Max seems to have never seen a carabiner before in his life. Yeah. So, he doesn't know, like, these things are actually real fucking easy to take up. Here's a yeah. move. Here's an action movie trope I don't understand. Is people carabinering up. Carabinering? Carabinering other things to people. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you didn't realize it's like a. And it's, it's gone? A, it's a click. Yeah. It, it, it's a single clicky thing. Yeah. You'll take know. that shit off. Yeah. I don't what? Know. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it, it's not even just this movie. It's so many action movies where people carabiner themselves to other people as if the other person can't just go like, Click. whoops, <laughs> whoops, now I'm falling and I have the parachute and you don't. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, like, as if that, as if somebody carabinering themselves to somebody else isn't, or is just an immediate, oh, you can't kill me now. Yeah. Uh, so Max very quickly breaks the piston that the carabiner is attached to, throws Kruger off the bridge, and he explodes into six separate chunks on his way down. Why did he explode? Because he had a grenade. That was the whole point of carabining himself to him. Right. He was threatening, like, we're going to die together. Again, I feel like it would have been easier to unclick than to break piston. Yes. Unclick Uh, or piss? (laughs) Shut up. Oh my god, that's stupid. Spider gets uh, into the mainframe as the girls make their way up to a mansion on the surface. Max uh, gets plugged into the system and Spider sets up uh, the the reset and changes the population of Elysium to the entire human race. And uh, before he dies, Max says, because he has to, because it's honestly at this point, like you have to if you're making a space movie. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what I'm looking at right now while and, looking at the Earth. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I get it. It's probably a beautiful sight, but, like, every single movie that ends up with somebody dying in space has the same fucking line about it. Yeah. Uh, Spider gives him the laptop to launch the reboot himself because the kill switch, it will kill him when he does. Uh, he calls Frey to say goodbye. Lengthy goodbye is happening while the president is on the other side of the glass door with a team of people trying to get into the computer core. You know, no need to rush. No, not at all. Max dies and the security team comes in to apprehend Spider. System reboot goes online. Everything goes into slight slow motion as a soft piano plays. 
the computer has rebooted. It indicates that citizens have been added, and Frey's daughter is saved by the m- miracle machine medicine. And we learn that the robots are not allowed to arrest citizens of Elysium. We'll get to that. Computer Corps, droids walk in, tell the officers we are to stand down and disarm them, uh, disarm all the humor cops, and it makes no sense. Cannot arrest the citizen of Elysium. Like, we'll get back to this. So, a mass murderer could be on the loose in Elysium. It, it not, like, yeah. Like one of the, like one of the fucking multi-trillionaires decides, you know what? It's time for everything to end. Yeah. And that just, there's nothing that can deal with it. Or anyone. It doesn't matter. Like if no robot can actually arrest a citizen, then logically, what are the robots doing? Yeah. Um, if like, are they specifically there for outside interference? Yeah. Because if that's so, that's not extremely convoluted. Anymore. And it only makes sense in the context of the movie itself. Robots will beat up your cat if it scratches you. Yeah! Like, <laughs> so, no! Like, so, like, anyone who has a criminal record, whether deserving or not, is going to be set th- free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, commit more crime, which can't be enforced because the robots can't arrest a human. And it's stupid. Uh... Yeah, no, and then med, med ships get sent down to Earth. Everybody's yeah, saved? EMT EMT ships are launched from Elysium to offer healthcare to all the humans on the planet. We see people around the world running to the transports to get healed in the miracle machines. We get a flashback to Max getting the picture of Earth from the from the uh, sister. No, Max is dead. Don't have flashbacks no more. Yeah, no, I don't get it. Uh, Frey looks hopeful hopeful to the Earth. Roll credits. Thank God. Um. Fuck! Okay, so this movie very clearly equates Earth as being Mexico and Elysium being America and illegals trying to cross the border. Subtext is for coward. So I am fairly liberal when it comes to border control. I recognize the importance of maintaining a border with your neighbors, but uh, you can do that while also being friendly and having a little less being a little less militarized by the DMZ in Korea. I think a lot of things could be improved by making citizenship easier uh, endeavor to undergo to achieve so immigrants who come here can s- and search for their American dream while also contributing to American society and taxes. But the stripped-down ideas presented in this movie feel- make me feel like a right-wing nutjob. If you follow the subtext... Fascist. <laughs> sub- yeah, I know. You're fascist fuckhead. Subtext is for Coward's thought path that this movie is displaying. Then the immediate idea to be drawn from it is that America, Americans should just let anyone who is in need of healthcare come to America and partake in our healthcare system. Which is like one ship that is just starting to sink, calling out to people in a lifeboat. Um, hey... Come over to the, our ship. We're 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 higher above the water than you guys. Like really? By this movie's equivalency, it's claiming that the American healthcare system is analogous to a miracle machine that can rebuild a dude's face in seconds. I'm still convinced that <laughs> if there was. Go ahead. Go if ahead. If there was like some limitation to the Miracle Med Bay, like it ran on unicorn tears or it cost a million dollars per use, 
but like someone was getting like someone was gaining money f- gaining something from the use of it or the use of it was a had a uh, a back cost but no it's just free miracle technology and be- this acknowledge i'm sorry i'm sorry i need to and because this analogy fails the stink test from a mile away the story suffers and sucks for it the visuals are impressive and frankly amazing, but we are unfortunately overshadowed by the colossal turd that is the text of this movie. Okay, so now that everybody knows that Gage has written a paragraph about it, um, two two paragraphs about it, uh, can I offer an alternative potential? Not necessarily. Go ahead. I, I want your thoughts on it because it just came to me just now. What if it's not talking about Mexico and the U.S., but U.S. and Canada? The fuck are you talking about? They have uh, single-party health care. What? I, I, okay, I can I, I can see the logic. Blomkamp is Canadian. Uh-huh. Uh, South, South African. I, what if it's... What, what if it was... Potentially talking about, look how fucked America is, uh-huh. and they're trying to get to Canada, EU, that kind of thing for Elysium because they have, you know, single party healthcare systems. But that's but subtext is for cowards. This movie has displayed what is it? that. This movie keeps displaying. Why then? Why does why do all the Earthlings that we see speak Spanish? And why is everything I mean, LA and I Mexico? Mean, I mean, like, why it is, specifically like, takes place, it explicitly takes place in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to Los Angeles. There is a extremely high uh, Hispanic population there. Yes. Like, it does, no, that's what I mean. But yeah. why did India also look like Mexico? What? In the one shot where the ships were coming down, it was as yellow and sandy in did India. Did we see... India? In this yes, movie? that was India. What the fuck? They were speaking. Um, I do not remember that in the fucking slightest. And I watched was, this two days ago. It was where the ship ships were landing down during like the after the reboot and like. I thought they spe- explicitly landed in L.A. because that's where the population that we have already seen was. There were a couple different ones that went down. I thought they all went to like. I thought the ones that we saw all went to L.A. Maybe I don't know. It just looked. It just. But I, I'm. I'm not saying that's what they were going for. I'm mm. offering an alternative potential Here's... argument and wondering your thought. Like the. Di- I, 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 I I'm trying to think about it, and I th- feel like maybe that's what they were trying to go for and failed. Are Americans being put in cages trying to cross the border to uh, Canada? Was anybody explicitly in a cage in this movie? Yes. All of the immigrants, all of the illegal immigrants were being, like, at the beginning, when they got, picked up everyone who landed on Elysium, uh, we saw that first batch after the kid got saved from polio, we saw the ships that delivered them back to Earth, and it was just, like, fenced-in cages, uh, just filled with people. Maybe I missed that. Mm. But still, I, I'm I'm not saying that's what they were going for, I'm offering in it alternative potential solution to i don't see it okay i just don't see it man uh also because the whole universal healthcare thing seems a lot more like people trying to go to canada and get citizenship there than it does trying to go to america it's you can just go to canada 
if you go... Okay, no, I'm, I'm saying, a, like, emigrate to Canada and... Because you have to be a citizen there for so many years before yeah, you but, can participate but in here's the thing. Americans healthcare. can just go there. I understand that. Yeah. But going there for medical treatment isn't necessarily a thing. If it's an emergency. If it's if an, an emergency, American, yeah. yes, but you still have to go through the American... Like, you don't yeah. get free healthcare just by going to Canada. Yeah. I you I have just, to be a you have to have citizenship there for I believe it's seven years. That sounds about right. Um, before you can participate in the uh, single party healthcare system. I I just don't see the correlation in okay. this movie. It's too stupid to think that. I agree. It's very stupid. Yeah. I was trying to make I was trying to make it a little bit better. I appreciate it. Also, on an overpopulated, uh, awful Earth, I imagine food would be a lot more important uh, than healthcare. But, yeah, like I gotta. I, mean, feed I feel my... like the two things kind of would be equally as important, but one thing would be more sought after. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. Did we see anybody eating anything in this movie? I don't think we did. We saw the people on Elysium have having like a shark. No, not on Elysium. On Earth. Did we see anybody on Earth eating in this movie? No. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even touch on it. Bobcap, what the hell, man? This District movie, 9 was so good. This movie sucked. District 9 was so good. Yeah. What did you do? I don't know. He thought maybe I wasn't being too... He, he thought maybe I was being too subtle. Uh... So, standard performance... Jodie Foster, absolutely I guess. portraying the egotistical psychopath, uh, fanatically uh, like the face twitches that she had in this. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Her overall, Sorry, I'm just dying inside because District Nine was so good. Can you pull your nose away? Because you do. You're sounding very nasal. You're pr- <laughs> that's you're, a fucking first. Yeah. Well, your nose is like actively. You're doing this, and this is what you sound like. Yes, I sound like an actual movie podcast reviewer now. Fuck you. We both now we sound like a movie review podcast because one of us, both of us, sound like this. Shut up. Um. Anyway, yeah. So stand, stand up. Sorry, performance. sorry. Real quick, I just have to. Real quick. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> sorry, just had to. Real quick. Uh, best shots: slow motion, midair burst, the gunfight. Yes, uh, very close second that would have been first if they had followed through with it is that one action shot of the spin around camera oh, yeah. on a track. If they had followed through for the whole shot, that w- would have been it, but they yeah. didn't because they're cowards and I hate them. I I put both the shot and my best scene are the same thing. Like I, Yeah, the, the, the best scene is the spaceship the, shuttle is, hijack. Yeah, is the heist that happens in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Not um, even the middle. It's closer to the end of the movie yeah, than it it's, is the middle. It's closer to, like, I'd say yeah. end of Act 1. And it's kind of, mid, like, mm, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which is, like, halfway through the movie, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's definitely the best scene, because it's the only scene that was done with any care. Yeah. Everything else was just, like, okay, we need something else to go around this. But I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How? You know, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to know what Zeev would think of this movie. I would too. Considering that he couldn't make it through all of District 9. Yeah. I'm curious what his thoughts would be. 
Yeah. Hey, Zeev, uh, we know you're listening, bud. Uh, <laughs> you have homework, my good sir. Uh, you have to watch this movie, and you have to defend it to us. No, we can't force him to watch another movie. I'm already in debt another bad no, movie. No, you're not forcing okay. shit. I am the one. Because <laughs> anything that he for any bad movie that he forces you to watch, he's also forcing me to watch. So by punishing you, he's punishing me. Okay. I'm giving him homework because that's fucking fair. I, I think Zeev tends to kind of just go for the ride with the stories. Um, so I think, I don't think he'll dis actively dislike it. I think he will. Mm-hmm. Zeev, we have homework for you, yeah. bud. Actually, you know what? I'm going to specifically tell him not to watch this movie. Or not to listen to this episode, to watch the movie, tell us his thoughts, and then listen to the episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Oh, how would you eat this film? I wouldn't. I, come on. We can't. You can't keep doing that. <laughs> what, what do you mean keep doing it? I've only done it once. Three times. As Has it bit. been three times? Uh-huh. As a bit. And then I yell at you. Has it really been that much? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Well, this time it's for real. I wouldn't. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, for me, um, no, this is this is a grape in an exoskeletal suit that punches you to death, death until you think that it's a blueberry. <laughs> okay, but it isn't. This is a bioengineered grape striving to find meaning from a dangerously stripped-down political conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you paused to drink because you expected something. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> you were full. I did. Well, here's the thing. Considering the way that my body's facing, mm-hmm. if you had made me spit my drink out, it would have been directly in your face. <laughs> I would have been more Granted, funny. it would have been a very long spit take, considering that the table that I have in here is a lot wider now. Yeah. Could I uh, make that distance? I could make that distance. Please don't try. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, give me one second. I have to give Zeev his homework. Okay. If he agrees to this, it will be its own episode. <laughs> I told him that uh, he can't listen to our episode on this, but he does have to watch the movie and defend it to us on the podcast. All right. Uh, so you- thank you guys very much for listening. This movie is absolute dog shit. Unfortunately. Um, Except for the one scene where it isn't. Even that scene is not like the best. It's just not kind the of best. It's decent still very action good. movie. It's still very good. Uh, I don't think it's that good okay. of an action sequence. Like it's a good action sequence, but that's it. I don't think it's very good. Okay. I think it's a decent action okay, sequence. No, I, what I'm saying is the CGI in the scene. Is oh, the CGI good. in the scene is great. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me The CGI in the entire thing is good. Yes. The movie itself is fucking dog shit. Yeah. This movie went... No, I can't even say that, because at least it tried to do political commentary, but then just barely did it. Michael Bay doesn't do any political commentary. Michael Bay has political opinions. He has political opinions, but he doesn't do, like, commentary on his films, because that would take away from the big explosions. He likes the military. And cops. Um... Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Chilling Amongst the Mangoes. Uh, Please follow us on all of our socials. uh, Instagram, we have our Discord channel. We also have our own website where you can find links to all of our previous episodes. Links to all of that will be down in the description below. 
If you also could uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. Five-star reviews would help us out a ton to help us grow the podcast. And also, if you could share a couple links to episodes you think friends would like, Mm -hmm. that would also be immensely valuable to us, and we'd love you forever for it. Uh, That being said, we'll be back next week with something. So... Just finish the thought. Just finish the thought process. Steve, no, that's not what you said. Just finish the thought process. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.